0: Welcome to the Shiesty Show Podcast. I'm your host, Matt, where we talk about a little bit of everything and anything, sports, music, entertainment. You know, we get into it all here on the Shiesty Show. I'm your host, Matt. We back again with another episode. Got my uh, studio back looking right, so we're going to stay committed. Okay, stay uh, dropping these things, man. This is episode 23, episode 23. We've been doing this for four or five months now. Um... The following is growing. Everything is growing. I just want to say I appreciate you guys that do listen to this, you know, um, and, and take the time out to listen to this. And, and I try to give you guys a good show and the knowledge that I have on these sports and topics that I, uh, you know, have a, a good opinion and uh, think you guys should hear it and um, just keep it going and keep it flowing, man. That's the thing with this being consistent. I know life happens, but uh, more consistency for me. Definitely. So, uh, but let's get right into it, man. This is the Shiesty Show podcast. We back with another episode, episode twenty three. Uh, first thing I want to talk about that I haven't had a chance to to talk about and spill on is uh, the Aaron Rodgers news. Um, you know, first play of the game three weeks ago, four weeks ago, him uh, tearing his Achilles. Um, I, I think it really, really it 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 put the Jets in the bad bad predicament with not really having a solid backup. Been watching the game. Zach Wilson is doing enough, but uh, what what's really keeping him in these games is that's that terrific defense that the Jets have, and uh, you just you feel for them guys, knowing that you know if they had a Super Bowl quarterback at the helm, that they could be a lot better. Uh, still still winning games. Um, I believe they're one and three right now, but also losing a lot of tough games. Defense really trying to keep them in these games. Uh, a lot of takeaways for this defense. I believe uh, the, the player that picked off Allen the first game with the three INTs, uh, sorry for forgetting his name right now, but picked off Josh Allen three times. He, he made an incentive on his contract in the first game. So that just shows you how good this defense is. They're ball hawks. They fly around. They hit people. Um, they, just, they just really don't have the quarterback to really compete right now. Uh, not saying Zach Wilson can't turn it up and things get – turning around for them, and, and they ride the ship, but in all reality right now, it, does, it doesn't it does look like that's going to be the, the option for them. Um, Zach Wilson, to me, still looks to be an average quarterback, even though uh, last night he, he played pretty well, or on Monday night, I should say, uh, he played pretty well and uh, gave his team an opportunity, but he also fumbled the ball uh, right before that, so, you know, it's a... Tough situation for the Jets, man. Not a Jets fan, but, but you love to say, see great defenses. It just sucks that when you don't have a good quarterback, a lot of these defenses get put on the field for long periods of time, and the defenses soon, or sooner or later, you put them on the, the field long enough, they're going to break. They're going to get tired. And they're not machines. Uh, you know, The quarterback not moving the ball, and they continue to go on three and outs. Defense is going to go worn down, and, and by that fourth quarter, man, you know, any any run or pass play might just be ripped off for a big game just because of how tired they are. So, you know, you, you feel you feel for that, that great defense they have over there in New York right now, man. But let's uh, see if they can turn around. Maybe Zach Wilson can show some promise. You know, the former first-round pick, maybe he can show some promise and uh, take them to where they haven't been since Joe Namath. So... We got to see, man, we um, got to see how that plays in New York with, you know, sucky situation there. And then another injury, I want to talk about another uh, situation that looks bad. And the thing with the Rodgers one, why it looks bad, too, is because uh, Rodgers is, you know, f- almost 40 years old. And an Achilles injury like that, do we believe he's going to come back in time and and, and have a resurgence. That's a pretty hard injury to come back for, from regardless of age, but him being older uh, later in his career, um, we, we got to only time will tell how he comes out of this, but also Nick Chubb, uh, another, another sucky injury that happened for the NFL and, and for NFL fans. You know, Nick Chubb was having a good year so far, um, ripping off some big gains. Uh, and then he goes out there and, and I watched the play on on TikTok and, and Instagram. I wasn't watching that game, but I seen the highlight of his knee like popping out. Literally, looked like it got snapped. Um, pretty pretty gruesome injury to watch and see that. Um, but man, we, we you know it's a part of the game. But uh, for running backs, it's gotta suck even more if you have a heart wrenching in, uh, injury like that. Just for the fact that. Uh, running backs in the NFL, they don't last long. You're lucky to last 10 years. Frank Gore is an anomaly. Uh, the, those those don't happen often. Adrian Peterson, same thing. Those, those really don't happen often. Um, running backs have a very short window just from the beating. They take on their bodies. Case in point, someone like Marion Barber who just uh, ran with a lot of authority. You could be like Marshawn and last a while, but Majority of the time, you have that running style. You you, you're not gonna last. You're gonna take a beating. Um, So so that window is very short. In the in the peak of a running back's career, you probably get a solid three to four years, where they're winning titles and rushing titles and you know all the accolades they can gain from being a running back. But you have a very very short window, and it sucks. And it it seems to be like this with the running back position. Um, When they get paid. A lot of these guys, I feel, then then they push it back and kind of let their foot off the gas. Um, You know, Demarco Murray, uh, Ezekiel Ezekiel Elliott. um, Even to go back even further than that, Sean uh, Alexander. Some of these guys that once once they got that fat deal and the money in their pockets, uh, the the play definitely took a hit. And and for the guy they signed with all that money didn't end up being the guy they needed on the team. Um and it just it just kinda seems like it goes that way with the running back position. Um like I said, I just think it's the body the just the sheer value. Um just the sheer volume of the hits and the and the abuse that they take. And um You know, it it sucks, man. Sucky injury for for Nick Chubb and the Browns. Um, Browns, another team that's trying to compete and and, and change the culture and uh, lose you one of your top running backs like that, man, that's got to be a sucky situation for them. Uh, And another running back I would like to bring up is our own Las Vegas Raiders' own Josh Jacobs. Um, I'm going to put some blame on Josh Jacobs today, man, Uh, as a Raider fan. Uh, knowing what the team needs and, and what we relied on was last year a lot of heavy dose of Josh Jacobs and I believe him not being ready in game shape even though they say he was working out and, and, and staying in shape there's nothing like football NFL speed um, so you got to stay in tip top shape and nothing replicates that other than playing in the games other than being in practice uh, being with the team and he decided not to do that, man. And I, I believe that really hurt the Raiders to start this season. Uh, that a lot of people aren't talking about. You know, he he start, he started to turn it on in the San Diego game, which I think you continue to feed that guy until he he shows you otherwise. Um, but he definitely before that was was not the same player the first three weeks as he was last week against the Chargers. Um, just you know, we 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 don't have the best quarterback situation right now with Jimmy G and, and, and the rookie kinda taking uh control of the offense here back and forth. Um we're gonna need we're gonna need a solid or even better than solid running game to really compete uh with just having a, a game manager quarterback Jimmy G. Uh unless the rookie can turn it on here and really show what he's got because this game against San Diego, he looked terrible. But a lot of that also a lot of that was also Mac uh, a lot of that is nerves. First game, you know, you kind of, you kind of let him do his do his thing, um, let him have those growing pains. Um, Josh McDaniels really uh, kind of throwing him under the bus, which which is a little funny coming from your head coach uh, for the first start of a rookie. But it's got to be the next man up, man. We can't we can't let this season be lost with the loss of Jimmy G. Um, just too much talent, too much talent with Adams, Renfro, um, Crosby, just too much talent for this, man. It's, it's, it's got to change here and it's got to change real quick. Um, but yeah, he, so I I put some of that blame though on, on, on these losses that we're stacking up here. I put that blame on Josh Jacobs as well. Um, I understand he wanted his money. He got his money, but you know we relied heavy on him in those first three games. And he, I think that Buffalo game, he had actually negative one yard. Um, and that and that's not somebody you're trying to pay twelve million dollars to with having games like that. So, um, we're gonna really need him to show up here in the future because uh, he got paid. So it's time the Raider fans get what they pay for. Uh, and hopefully he continues to build on what he did last week. Uh, continuing with the Raiders, Jimmy G, quarterback for the Raiders, man. Uh, Jimmy G, man. I was high on Jimmy G. I really was. No pun intended. I was really high on Jimmy G. Even though he's a porn star, you know, I don't care what he does in the streets. I was really high on Jimmy G, but you know what, man? Um, seeing him perform and having the best receiver in the game, he makes he makes good decisions. He's not going to turn the ball over a lot, even though he has six picks. Now, you know, if you really watch those Raider games, some of those were were tip balls. Um, of course, some of them were his fault, but not not everyone was his fault. But he plays a little bit too safe. And one thing I've always noticed about Jimmy G, he doesn't have the deep ball or the deep accuracy. Um a lot of these passes I've seen him throw as a raider, very either short or middle, intermediate routes. Um nothing, nothing, no, no big shots over the top. And I think that's how you spread out a defense, not only with the running game. You know, once they stack the box, you gotta be able to go over the top and 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 open the defense up a little bit and, and you got the guys to do it. With having um, Adams, you know, also having Michael Mayer, um, the rookie tight end, you 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 got some guys that got burners, but also can go up and get the ball. And right now, it's just too predictable. Offense is too t- predictable. That that comes from Josh McDaniels, but also Jimmy G, dump dumping and and, and being a game manager. And for the Raiders right now to win. We don't need a game manager. I don't think our defense is good enough to to just have a game manager as a quarterback. We need someone that's gonna put up a lot of points as well and uh really drive the up and down the field with the offense and the weapons that they have and he's just too much of a game manager man and and I know he's very injury prone but I just at the end of the day even if he's not he's proven to me to just be a game manager. And that's not what the Raiders need right now. Raiders need someone who's going to go in there with confidence, you know, maybe throw a couple wild passes. I'm not even lying. You got someone like Adams, you might, he might be covered, but you just throw it up anyways because you, you got faith in him like that. And um, they just need someone that's going to go in there confident, knows the offense, is going to let it rip. So I'm going to keep saying that, man. It's, it's as simple as that. They're just going to be confident and, and trust the abilities and let it rip because we last year when we actually were t- – with Derek Carr, Derek Carr always had a cannon. There, you could throw it deep. You could throw it deep now. Um, you know, with rugs and everything, that really, uh, was 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 gonna be the guy, man, the deep threat. And you always need someone like that. And the Raiders don't have that right now. Um, uh, so that's not it's not helping out anyone. Not helping out Adams. Not helping out Renfro. Not helping out that running game. So um, they really need to get that together over there, Josh McDaniels. Um, is he the guy for the Raiders? One and three. Uh, this is the season to tell, man. I, I don't, I don't buy into that. They lose the first three, four games. You let's fire them and all that. That's how you b- build a revolving door for your team, and your team never gets better if you just constantly hire and firing coaches. You gotta let someone come in and really implement their system, really show uh, uh, the way the culture. Should be ran for the team and what they're expected of and uh, accountability for everybody. But this is the year for McDaniels, man. Um, second year, first year, the whole car turmoil and everything that went on there with that situation uh, comes back around, you know, second year with the best receiver in the game. They go out and get Jimmy G. Uh, you know, had situations with Chandler Jones and it was out of their control. But for the most part, you know, McDaniels has been able to bring in the guys that he wants. Um, and it's just, for the meantime, his grade to me as a Raiders fan, I'd give Josh McDaniels a D. D minus? D minus right now, man. He's shown flashes of having good play calls. But for the most part, defense is having to do a lot of the lifting. And that's of relief because last year the defense was actually the liability um but but this year it just seems to be the offense and it comes back to the quarterback position man um we're gonna have to see what they do there uh they gotta they gotta find some man because porn star Jimmy G is not is not going to be the answer and that, and and it's starting to look clear that way uh Derek Carr not the answer either so I don't want to hear any of these fans talk about shouldn't have guy rid of carr cars over there stinking it up in new orleans um don't think i don't see that not preying on the downfall but you see the negativity because they put it in your face always every day so you know you're bound to read a couple things and from what i'm seeing um they're not really liking how he's taking control of the offense as well so i just think it's time maybe the raiders dig into that first round bag and go get a quarterback um and, and really try to build something because it seems like these free agent quarterbacks since Carson Palmer, uh, haven't been the answer for us. So, uh, we got, we, we, we got to figure something out because one and three is not good right now, man. And, uh, one thing else I wanted to touch on that happened, uh, not this week, but you know, a couple of weeks prior was Trayvon Diggs, uh, the Cowboys, um, that's a big blow to that defense, but they're still tearing it up, man. Uh, they got one of the best defenses in the league. I should have took them in fantasy for sure. I took it. Fuck the Cowboys, but I should have took them in fantasy. because um, those, those those boys are playing lights out. Or I think I think uh, Cowboys and the Jets. Jets ain't really showing it because they're losing these games. We're not having a quarterback, as I mentioned before, but I believe. Jets and the Cowboys had the best defense in the NFL right now. Through four weeks of football, those are the best two defenses in the NFL right now. Um, takeaways, scoring—you know—they don't. Dallas doesn't have the Tom Brady quarterback either. So, for the defenses to be putting up numbers like that, that's very impressive. And uh, just takes you back to them Raven days, the Ray Lewis, uh, Bucks days when they had John Lynch. Those real, you know, stout defenses um, in the early 2000s is what it reminds me of right now. But uh, I th- I, Trayvon Diggs situation, I think the de- I think Cowboys will pull through it. Uh, I think they got enough talent over there. Of course, it's going to hurt um, with him being out for the rest of the year. But uh, I believe I believe they'll still be competing for one of the best defenses when the season's over. Uh, Cowboys. We'll see how they do, man. Um, Next on the list, we got Canelo versus Charlo. Recap some boxing news. Charlo versus Canelo kind of went how I thought it would go. Charlo too small, just like when Canelo went to go fight Bevo. He was too small. His weight classes for a reason in this sport. You better believe it. Just because you put on some weight don't mean you got stronger. You got to really be in that division for a while to let that strength come up with you. Uh, I just think it was too much of a gap for Charlo. Uh I don't think Charlo got mopped up like people are trying to say. I watched the whole fight. I actually thought Charlo won a couple rounds. Uh it's not me being biased at all. Um Thought he maybe won about two two to three rounds. Middle rounds, you know, but uh just Canelo too big, too strong. Pressured him all night, kept them back up. That 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 uh that right hook to the body. Whoo, that's That's Canelo's bread and butter right there, and if you don't cover that up, man, um, Charlo was taking some big shots all night to the body, and I I think overall, when he got stunned, you know, it was a combination of a lot of different things, getting hit on top of the forehead, also them terrific body shots, Canelo was landing all night, Um, didn't really see Charlo winning uh, more than two or three rounds, but uh, like I said, he he didn't go in there and get mopped up, he didn't quit, he didn't. Uh, sit on the stool. He didn't get his eye broken like you know, Plant or any of these guys. He 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 went in there and um went in there and did his thing, man. And and I, I give him credit for that, but at the same time, you know, you fight Canelo, I think he made a twenty million dollar payday. It's recorded that Canelo walked away with fifty million. Uh you know, that's what happens when you're the guy, man. He he's the guy. No one can doubt that. Uh, on any level, uh, that's what Canelo is, the no, number one in the game right now. Whether you want to talk about belts or you want to talk about pay per views, he's the Floyd Mayweather right now, man. And uh, you don't got to like him, but you know, respect it, respect what he's doing, man. And uh, ready to see the next one. If it's Benavides or Beauvau, I think that's what the fans want to see. And uh, I think I think Canelo kind of used this more as a tune-up fight, knowing that Charlo was really coming up in weight class, and I think he's going to fight one of those guys. And uh, if he does, man, if that's if that's the next move on his schedule, uh, shout-out to Canelo because that's, you know, over these last two, three years, he's really stepped up in the competition that he's been fighting compared to what it was before. Man, that's not even me being a fan. It's just of Canelo just me being a fan of boxing and, and, and watching from afar. So uh we'll, we'll see how that goes man, but you know boxing looking bright right now with with Crawford and Canelo doing their thing. We also got the Tyson Fury Francis fight coming up. Uh I think that's going to be a pretty walk pretty easy walk in the park for Fury. I just don't think these UFC guys understand that because you can throw strikes in a cage for 30 seconds, 40 seconds. Um, well, you know what? I don't. I don't want to say say that because I don't want to sound ignorant. I don't watch UFC that way. But I feel just strictly hand to hand combat, surviving around that's three minutes of just throwing throwing hands. I just don't think these UFC guys really understand that and get the grasp of it. Just purely hand to hand combat, no takedowns, no wrestling, no jiu jitsu. Just purely hand-to-hand combat, and the conditioning that these boxers have to go three-minute rounds for twelve rounds. Um, I just, I just don't think they understand the, the the class of athlete that that takes, and what that is dedication and, and 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 pridefulness on what they do to let a UFC guy come in and just because they have power. Uh, Coming in and, and, and lay out a boxer. I just don't don't see it happening, especially when you're putting in the best heavyweight in the game. Uh, where you want to talk all time or in this day and age, doesn't matter. Tyson Fury is one of the best. And uh, even though Francis is a heavyweight in UFC, I think this will be a walk in the park. You got to put it this way. Tyson Fury, to me, has been hit by the hardest hitter in, on the planet. Deontay Wilder, um, you know, hardest hitter on the planet. And I think I think after being hit by that bazooka, I think he can survive anything, and I think Francis doesn't hit harder than Wilder. Uh, regardless of what anyone says, and I and I think Fury will have a pretty easy fight coming up. Now, Fury, to stay on Fury after this uh fight goes down. We got Fury fighting Usyk coming up. Says the fight is done, sealed delivered. Ready for uh ready for them to pick a date put out by ESPN. So uh legit source here. Um another thing I I, I think Usyk is a great fighter. I think he's a great boxer. I've seen him beat Joshua twice. And Joshua is a pretty big guy, pretty bulky. 6'6", six, six, really you know, muscled up, uh, and I have seen him pretty much handle him per- fairly easy. The second fight, a little more competitive. First fight, Usyk handled him pretty easy. Um, I just don't see. I just don't see it happening with Fury, man. I just think Fury's too big. He's too too rangy, and he's just too too good of a boxer. Not a knockout artist, but a great heavyweight boxer. Um, and I, I don't I don't see Usyk really having a chance in that one. But I do. Love to see that the two top heavyweights right now are going to go at it. And it's signed, sealed, delivered. So that should be a great one coming up for the boxing world. Like I said, boxing has really started to turn it on with that Tank and Ryan fight. They dropped Tank and Ryan. They gave us Crawford Spence. We got Charlo Canelo. And now we got Fury Yusek coming up. Um, and I think that will be very shortly in the future. I think once Fury uh, gets past Francis, uh... That's definitely next on the docket. Um, going back to Charlo, we had him calling out Crawford after the Canelo fight. Um, Crawford's saying he didn't see any fight and in inspired or inspiration to win, and that fight is off the table, uh, which which I, I think is good, man. I think Crawford's done enough in his division, got all the belts. I don't really think he needs to go up and prove anything with fighting Charlo. I think he's more focused on either the rematch with Spence or to me that's pretty much it, man. The re with, with Spence. Get out the game on top, right in, right into the sunset. Uh be can be considered one of the best to ever do it. Um Charlo's a little bit bigger, like we said earlier, there's weight classes for a reason, man. Um do I think Crawford would knock out Charlo? Probably not. I'll box him, maybe. But at this point in his career, being 36, 37 years old, la- later part of his career, uh, I don't see any reason for Crawford to do that other than wanting all the belts at 154 and making history. <laughs> I don't think he's running from the history, but I really think that uh, that fight against C- Canelo really told him all he needed to know. And, and that's probably why he's throwing that out there now. But we'll see, man. We'll see how that goes with that. Uh, some music news. Oh, NBA news first and foremost. Dame Lillard to Milwaukee. To me, saying it here first on the Shiesty Show, Milwaukee will be NBA champions. I think Greek Freak is going to do everything in his power to, you know, he didn't he didn't have Dame the first time around. Now you got one of the best shooters of all time pulling up from half court, pulling up from the parking lot. That boy's a shooter. Pulling up from the parking lot and and, and really, really extending the game and, and and having a nice jumper, I really think he's going to get Dame that championship, man. And um, do everything in his power to do that. So, you know, shout out to Dame going to Milwaukee, actually having a chance to win a title. I'm a Portland Trailblazers fan as well as a Lakers fan. And, and uh, I feel, you know, I always like Portland because they were the underdogs, Nobody really goes for Portland. Nobody even really goes to Portland in general. You know, they've had Drexler. They've had Dame. They had Rasheed Wallace. You know, they've had a couple Brandon Roy before he got hurt. They've had a couple big stars, but uh, it's just not the the destination place for people to want to go. And and I don't really see Dame was going to win a championship there anyways. So shout-out to Dame, man, and, and and being able to go somewhere. He, he, bid, he was loyal to the soil as long as it needed to be to the very end, and I don't look down upon that. It's not like KD jumping on the team that beat him the following year. I, I think it was time for Dame to go, time for him to try to get a championship and do what he could do, man, and, and pull that off. So um, shout-out to Dame. Shout-out to Milwaukee for making that happen. He's got an opportunity to win a chip, and I think at the end of the day, with all the money he's made, that's probably what he was looking for in the end anyways. Uh, New music coming. Before we leave, we got Drake coming out August 6th. No, uh, October 6th, my fault. October 6th coming up very shortly for all the dogs. You know I'm going to be checking that in. We'll definitely have that review next pod. Um, Can't wait for that, man. I'm not the biggest Drake fan, but I will say this. Drake knows how to make bangers. And nobody, i keep saying it, nobody's had a longer run than Drake in the hip-hop game ever. This man's been dominated for two decades, whether you like him or not. And you got to respect that. Uh, And that's pretty much it, man. We back here at the Shiesty Show, bringing it to you every week. we gonna come every Tuesdays or every Wednesdays, wherever I can fit it in, middle of the week. We're going to drop these things, make them happen, stay committed, ready. Shiesty Show, we out. (laughs)